Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Family Restrooms of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me, as always, is the gorgeous Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? What's up, man? Yeah, we are the uh, Family Restrooms of Fantasy Football Podcast because they are, how do I put this? They are needed, and people use them, but What's they What's the suck. story, man? No, no, no. Just tell me the story. Just fucking ah. jump to the story, please. <laughs> okay, it's not really a story, but, you know, uh, I've been... You got a story for me. I've been traveling a lot with my wife and my daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter is uh, a year and a half now, uh, close to it. I don't know, like 15 months or 16 months, but um, I don't know. Actually, I can't do the math right now. But uh, anyways, yeah, the family restrooms are really needed... But the the problem is, and I'll just tell you, anybody who is not a parent, anybody who doesn't have kids, uh, n- please, okay, the first rule is don't go into the family restroom if you don't have a family. Uh, I don't care what the circumstances. Damn. Strike one. <laughs> like, never? Never. No, if because. If you're in a place that only has the family restroom on that side of, you know, the mall, <sighs> and you have to go, like, to the other side of the mall if you want the regular restroom. Listen, at all. I understand there's emergencies, but there's nothing worse than having a baby and then having to wait outside the restroom for, at the one family restroom in the airport, waiting outside, and then 10 minutes later, some, I, I won't be mean about it, but um, let's just say an um, overweight uh, female uh, comes walking out um and the bathroom really stinks, and she doesn't have a kid. That is the most annoying thing in the world. That sucks. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there holding the baby. We just got off a long flight. You know, we need to change the baby, the diaper, and all that stuff. And and uh, we're waiting outside the stupid family restroom for five, like, good good five minutes. And, uh, yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. So I can feel your pain. I'm going to go back because... Uh, you and I haven't recorded together in, what, three weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back right around three weeks ago. Yeah. We went to uh, game time here. Okay, what, what's game time? I have no idea. Game time is, is uh, very similar to Dave and Buster's. Okay. It's right? a Dave and Buster's for poor people. Uh, the other way around. Okay. It's a Dave and Buster's for people at sunset. Okay, gotcha. So, um it's the same shit. It's exactly the same Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, different name. I got right. you. So I go in there, right? And I got to use the bathroom. Okay. And I got to use it badly. Uh-oh. And you motherfucker. You better not go in the family restroom. No, I didn't go in the family restroom. But here's the thing. There's two stalls. One of them is broken. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting there because there's really nowhere else I can go. Because the thing is, if you're at the mall at 11 o'clock at night or whatever, there's really only the... Movie theater, maybe a couple of restaurants, and the game time. There's nothing else. Okay. So I, I'm not going to go to across the other side of the mall to the movie theater to use their bathroom. So I'm there. I'm thinking, okay, this guy's going to come out of the stall any, any minute. He's in there for like 10 or 11 minutes. Oh. Doing Lord knows what. I'm not sure, sure. if the guy was playing on his phone, um, playing with himself. Sure. Yeah. But he knew I was there, man. Mm-hmm. He could hear the rustling feet. You could practically hear the prairie dogging. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that is um, still less inconsiderate yep. than using that family restroom. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Because family restroom, you're blocking a whole family from using the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. And more than likely, it's a family that's juggling, you know, at least one kid, obviously. Right, but right. 
oftentimes you go in there and it's ki- people with multiple kiddos. Mm-hmm. Just be considerate. Yeah, exactly. But I think the the more that we need a new plague. Let's just move on. Well, no, hold on. First, I, this this has me thinking now. Okay, that is that's inconsiderate. What do you feel about you go into the bathroom? You never go in the stall, right? Like if you don't have to use a stall, you don't go in the stall. Um, yeah, never. I agree. Um, the only times I've ever done that is like if I need to blow my nose and I go in there to get like to- paper towel, toilet oh. paper to blow my nose. Okay, or okay, and that's yeah. that's pretty inconsiderate though because there are people that need the stalls. So uh, PSA: don't use the stall unless you really need to. Also, my uh, my dad he has a handicap sticker for his car, and because he has a bad back and he had um, like heart surgery, so. Uh, it tires him out to like walk too far, so he uses it sometimes. He doesn't use it all the time, but I always encourage him if he's going to pull in. Like, say there's a empty parking spot and then a handicap right next to it. I always say, even if he can park, you know, he's trying to be like sensitive, so he doesn't want to just use a handicap all the time. But I tell him using the handicap helps out everybody because it won't take up a regular spot. So whether he needs it or not, he should always go in the handicap spot. Unless it's one of those places that doesn't have... Listen, it's rare, but there's places that don't have enough handicap spots. Yes, some. But most of the time, there's places that have way too many handicap spots. Oh, yeah, spots, yeah, yeah no, more times than not. Yeah, they have way too many. But going back to the toilet thing, um, if you recently have visited the bathroom at the Homestead Panera Bread, I'm sorry, I destroyed it. <laughs> just, uh, just FYI. Just a PSA. <laughs> never go in there again because it'll never be Just the same. Just don't go there. <laughs> you ruined it forever. To the employees of the Homestead Panera Bread, <laughs> first of all, your food is delicious, slightly overpriced, but always comes out good. Um, yeah. Do something about your drive-through lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apologize for the bathroom. Yeah, I did uh, my best. Christian, uh, for those of those for those people who are listening for the first time to eat oh. sleep fantasy. We got to tell them uh, what this is all about and uh, what they're expecting, what they should expect. Apparently, so far, it is quite a literal shit show. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, if you're wondering what our shows normally are, it's more of a figurative shit show. Yeah. Where um, we are discussing fantasy football, but also, like Dale actually says all the time, we're going to talk some football, we're going to shoot some shit. Shoot the shit, shoot the shit. Not shoot some shit. Yeah, I'm saying that. shit too much. Shoot Can you that. do this part, please? I'm stumbling <laughs> really badly. And I just said shit <laughs> like 20 times. I'm so sorry. So we're going to bring you the fantasy goodness. <laughs> we're going to bring you the stats, data, uh, analysis, all that good stuff that you need to win fantasy football. And on top of that, uh, we will attempt to entertain you. Uh, maybe a couple of bad jokes. Maybe a couple stupid stories, and uh, but you're always going to get the good fantasy advice, and uh, at least it'll kill some time while you are running on the treadmill or walking your dog. Fair um, enough. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I All right. Uh, yeah, let's just move on. Okay. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about wide receivers. In our last pod, we talked about. Just the emotional roller coaster that comes with ranking uh, fantasy running backs. But now we're going to talk a little bit about ranking some of these wide receivers, what we're looking at at the wide receiver position for 2018. Um, But before we get into that, I do have one thing I want to mention, and that's if you haven't checked out the new EatSleepFantasy.com, you got to check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't looked at what we're offering this year when it comes to being a part of Eat Nation, uh, especially with our draft kit that's coming up soon to be launched. Check it out. Click on EatSleepFantasy.com right on the main page. You'll see a button that says subscribe to Eat Nation. We have packages starting at $5, and they include various different things. So check it out. Figure out what's right for you. But our, our best value there. Is the the one that people pick the most is that Eat Nation Silver, where you get access to the draft kit, our private Facebook group, t-shirt, uh, f- a free t-shirt, uh, bonus shows that are going to be coming out as we uh, get into the season, priority questions. So those are just some of the things that we offer on Eat Nation, uh, in Eat Nation. So check out those packages and subscribe 
you're doing us a favor, keeping the show obviously here free, but um, uh, supporting being us being able to keep up with Dale's poor spending habits. <laughs> oh yeah, we uh, we have some cool cool stuff to give away. And actually, I don't know if you saw the email, but I just ordered some koozies. Yeah. I did see the email of you ordering a ridiculous <laughs> amount of koozies. That's just going to end up in the back of Wade's truck somehow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We probably won't be able to sell them. Maybe yeah. give them away. I don't know. Right. But we're we're probably going to have way too many. And uh, 10 years down the road, I'm going to pull out a box of 50 koozies from my top shelf of my closet. And it wasn't enough <laughs> that Dale gives away like all the podcast money. Um, <laughs> Dale also started tweeting it like, you know, come to Vegas and Brito's going to buy you a beer, which I had to then say on the podcast yesterday, um, the Dynasty podcast, which we'll get into in a minute. Us. Yeah. But uh, anyways, <laughs> stop, right. uh, stop offering my money up to people. OK, sorry about that. All right. Uh, well, I just thought I didn't want to say I'm going to give away a beer because then that would just be lying. And if I say that you have to, then I thought maybe that you actually would have to. If you are in Vegas and you tell me. The line of, hey, Dale said you were going to buy me a beer. I will buy you a beer. Ooh, nice. Keep uh, cheap, please. Vegas, we are co-hosting a uh, draft party, draft event. Uh, look look for us on social media, and you'll find more information on that. We'll, we'll be talking about it as it comes around the end of August. Anyways, let's get into some quick news and then go over our rankings. Uh, what news do you have? All right. I want to start... With the breaking news, not so much now by the time you hear this, it is the offseason, remember. But in Thursday, uh, June 7th news, Julian Edelman <laughs> suspended for four games yeah, for PED use. What he's, say you about that? Well, he's trying to appeal it, but like most, it probably won't be, uh, won't be appealed, or I don't know what the right word for that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this hurts his value for sure. I'm not going to go overboard and start ranking other Patriots wide receivers, Chris Hogan or any of the other guys. Um, I'm not going to start ranking them any higher. Maybe bump up a couple spots, but I'm not putting, I guess Chris Hogan would be the next in line to get a big bump, but I'm not doing it. So you don't see Chris Hogan as basically Julian Edelman for four weeks? I, I think he can be um, – I think Chris Hogan could be productive this no. year. Hey, he was productive last year, no doubt, but um, let's not overreact. if you give him four games without Julian Edelman there, I think it's it, it bodes well, obviously. Does Chris Hogan turn into a top 24 wide receiver? For four weeks. Is it – so how high are you drafting him in redraft? I mean, it's uh, in redraft, I'm not, I'm not reaching for him for four weeks. Um, where I I think the biggest thing is Julian Edelman becomes a little bit more of a value possibly. I'm more I excited about Julian Edelman's just, value. I'm more I'm more excited about Julian Edelman's declining value than I am Chris Hogan's rising value. Julian Edelman is 32 years old. Um, I don't know of how much stock I was putting into Edelman this season. As it started, mm-hmm. um, I still think he's better than Chris Hogan is. Um, Look, our consensus, we had Edelman 37 and Chris Hogan 41. That was our consensus. Right. Where So 37, 41, where do these guys get bumped up and down? They just move um, a little bit closer together, I think. Maybe I guess, yeah. 40 and 41, or four, 39 and 40. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, they're wide receiver threes for me, both of them. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, and even then, I think that's probably still um, asking a lot for Hogan for season, you know, looking at the whole picture. But, you know, he might be a guy that can get you that good production for four weeks that it's worth it to take him in the in the 30s. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Next piece of news, Dale, and I, I do want to spend a couple minutes here, and I know it's we're beating a dead horse with the next statement that I'm going to talk about here. But we got to talk about Andrew Luck yeah, because I, I have to talk about this because what came out about Andrew Luck uh, today is <laughs> is this quote from the head coach. Okay, this mm-hmm. is what he said. 
I think we're real close <laughs> to throwing an actual NFL football. <laughs> so first, why are you throwing Nerf balls? Right. Secondly, that doesn't sound good. No, not at all. We're sitting here June 7th. Not He didn't get injured last year. <laughs> we're talking about an injury from week 17 of the 2016 season. Yeah. And we're sitting here June 7th, 2018, and we're getting close to Andrew Luck throwing a football. I'm getting really worried about him. Yeah, I am too. I mean, we're talking about a year and a half. Not for this year. I'm getting worried about him for like ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, for, uh, you know, we he had the setback last year. Everybody was hopeful that he was going to come back in the beginning of the season last year, and he had a setback. That setback was a lot more major than I think people let, you know, than the reporters let on or, or the team let on. So yeah, it's been it's going to be like eighteen months from playing football, and uh, yeah, I mean, a couple months to the fan to the football season. Yeah, I'm worried. Like that make that's a big deal. I mean, he's not going to go from not throwing a football for eighteen months to being a top twelve quarterback. I don't care who you are. We uh, we spoke a little bit about in Dynasty um, the the news that came out from uh, the Dolphins running back coach who I'm never going to learn his name, um, basically saying that they're not really sure right now who their starter is. And I personally did not read too much into this no. story. How do you feel about it? No, I'm not reading into it at all. I, I mean, uh, it's it's coach speak. He wants the co- competition. Um, I mean, they, we see it done with quarterbacks and young quarterbacks all the time. Say, so, you know, it's anybody's yeah. job. Eh. I mean, they, they probably have an idea. It, It'll probably be Drake, but right. So, my idea is Drake is the is the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Frank Gore is in there to serve as the veteran presence yeah. that's going to get four or five carries a game. That's just going to maybe the the uh, you know you need two yards on this play. You give it to Frank Gore, sure, because maybe you don't trust Kenyon Drake, but you trust you know Frank Gore for that play. And Kalen Balaj is just there to be the give the other guys a spell kind of guy. Uh, a couple carries here or there, but waiting in the wings as a rookie, special teams guy, stuff like that. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people, just because of this news, um, drastically changing their opinion on Kenya Drake. Now, I know that we've said before, in, in the offseason, you look at the bad news, maybe not necessarily the good news, because everybody gets hyped up during the offseason. Yeah. That's why Javante Parker is overdrafted every year. <laughs> but... Um, do you worry at all about Drake with this news? No, nothing. You know, I I mean I'm I was worried about Drake to begin with, with even without the news. Uh the rookie Bellage, I think okay, let me let's play a game really quick before I finish my thoughts. What percentage do you think that Kenyon Drake is going to be the starter, quote unquote starter at the end of the season next year? Uh 80%. Okay. And Balage, what fifteen percent? Um, like ten. I, I, I still think there's <laughs> always a possibility of Miami doing something and signing yet another running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. fucking Demarco Murray's still out there. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm giving Kenyon Drake a little less percentage than that. I would not be surprised if by the end of the year, if Kenyon Drake is not starting, uh, maybe I will be surprised, but. I'm I'm not gonna stop in my tracks reading that news. So I don't know. I it and it does hurt his draft stock with me. Okay. Okay. All right, that's fine. Um, I I mean I could see it happen, but of the rookie running backs in this class, um, I was not sold on Caleb Balaj, and and if I have to eat my words later, I I just you know. Nothing really impressive about him to me yet. He, I hope him well because I am a Miami Dolphins fan, but um, I do not love our running back backfield. And I think um, as it sits right now, Drake is should be talent-wise, even though I don't think he's anything special, talent-wise, he should be the workhorse back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on, I, I had... <laughs> 
this is a, a, a head scratcher for me a little bit. But the Cleveland Browns, um, they brought in Carlos Hyde this offseason. They drafted Nick Chubb. And uh, so, you know, people who, who own uh, Duke Johnson in Dynasty or, you know, all of those who saw Duke Johnson be re- quite productive last year, um, it's a little bit weird what the situation he's in. And then now Duke Johnson gets extended for three years today mm-hmm. with the Browns, signing a three-year $15.6 million extension. It's going to keep him with the Cleveland Browns through the 2021 season. So, Duke, By saying Duke Johnson was a little productive last year is an understatement. He was a top 20 running back. The only and, top 20 running back. Actually, the only top uh top well chris thompson so there's only two players in the top 30 who had less than 100 carries chris thompson and duke johnson duke johnson was in the top 20 with only 82 carries and four touchdowns and still managed tell me that he was my boy last year yeah, remember that i know and then you kind of wavered and he jumped back aboard never wavered <laughs> anyways oh, yeah you mean in season or you mean pre-season? in season in season oh in season hell yeah i sold him <laughs> Oh, I sold them for Stefan Diggs, man. Yeah. That's not wavering. Nearly That's just good trading. Nearly 100, 100 targets for Duke Johnson last year. Uh, over under 100 targets next year for Duke Johnson. 100 targets. I got to go under with the addition of um, of Jarvis Landry. Another year in the progression for, for David Njoku. Um, <laughs> I think um, you've got too many things going on in that offense. Surprisingly enough, there are a lot of mouths to feed in the Cleveland Browns offense. So I'm going to go under. Yeah, well, only only three running backs last year had more than 100 targets, and Duke Johnson had 93. So not too far from being in that, you know, kind of elite targeted. Three running backs with over 100 targets. I can do this. Hold on. I can do this off the top of my head. All right, do it. Uh, LaShawn McCoy? Nope. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That was a fun game. Um. Wow. Lashawn Lashawn McCoy had seventy-seven targets. Okay. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara was yes one of them. One hundred and one targets for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, those were my two. So, um, well, and my third would be. Hold on. Come on. It's I didn't easy. want to say. Don't Gurley, think too hard. But I guess Gurley. Nope. Can you shut up for a second. Um, <laughs> You're a one for four right now. I think. All right, let's, let's move right. on. I suck at that game, apparently. Lev, Lev Bell with 106, and Christian McCaffrey with 113. Yeah, Led the league with 113 targets. But that was not going to be my top guess. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Duke Johnson, This uh, it's going to be interesting how it, how it turns out. Does he kind of continue in the role that he, or the continue in the hype that he had last year of being more of the, you know, putting more of the receiver aspect to him than the running back are we i think he yeah he needs more of a receiver this year than a running back yeah four or five carries is is probably the ceiling right now if you have both uh, healthy carlos hyde and nick chubb Mm -hmm. he's third on the depth chart at you know running but you know third down back is going to be his role yeah and And he's definitely going to get some plays where he's lining up in the slot again yeah. Although with again the addition of some of these other weapons, um, not as much. So yeah. I, I I know a lot of people love them some Duke Johnson this year. I'm going the other way this year. I think mm-hmm. there's too many mouths to feed, and um, I I don't think uh, neither Tyrod Taylor nor Baker Mayfield are the quarterbacks to be able to um, to see production flur- flourish with all of these people. Right. Uh, we'll see about Tyrod Taylor. He has he has a cast to work with here. It's right. going to be interesting to see if he, if he gets a, a chance. He has a cast to work with, but do you really think he can pr- support um, no. a uber-productive no. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, David Njoku, uh, Duke Johnson? No. Uh, it's just too much yeah. for, for him. And it's I agree. I agree. No, uh, not everybody in that in that offense can't go nuts. Yeah. Coleman, right? Sure. Like there's, it's, it's weird feeling like they actually have a bunch of decent weapons. Yeah. 
All okay. Right. All right, let's move on. I got one more piece of news here that I do want to talk about. Um, that I, I think it's just worth mentioning because it cr- it cropped up a little bit, and I think it's just something to take to keep an eye out on. We're sitting here in June, but we just got a report that Kyle Rudolph had surgery on his ankle back in February. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think it's just something to monitor, right? For sure, he he's got he's a guy that's had, you know, surgery after surgery. It seems every year, um, a guy that if he's on the field, he's a touchdown maker. But just keep an eye on it because a lot of people will be drafting him as you know one of their back end tight end ones, and and mm-hmm. um, it's just something to make sure he's healthy because this is the type of uh, surgery or injury that could linger well into the season if it does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kyle Rudolph is our consensus number eight. You have him at eight. I have him at ten among tight ends. Um, yep. You know, but if you're drafting and this is still an issue, and you know you're you're debating, say, between Kyle Rudolph and I don't know, uh, say Kyle Rudolph and Eric E. or even O.J. Howard, say Kyle Rudolph and O.J. Howard. If you're debating, I mean, those are ranked kind of close with for all of us. Like, if these issues are still lingering. I might, I might lean a little towards O.J. Howard or whoever you know, whatever player that's close in in your rankings. So, uh, just keep an eye out. All right, fair enough. So let's dive in right now to some wide receiver rankings. Uh, before we do that, really quick, I do want to give a shout out. We mentioned the Dynasty Night podcast. Um, we're doing that once a week, and when I say we're, I mean our talented writers. Uh, John, Stephen, and Austin are kind of heading that program of Eat Sleep Fantasy. They uh, they come by every weekend, uh, I guess every like Saturday night, to bring you guys just a little mix of some Dynasty talk. Uh, they might give you a little bit of news. Sometimes myself or Christian or Armando join them. So it's it's a fun time, you, a little bit different voices, uh, but good opinions. They know their stuff. And um, they're helping us out a lot. So if you guys are needy on the weekend or coming back from the weekend, you can always find Dynasty Night uh, on our feed on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Well, you just sounded like... Uh, Did that sound like, like a good a, commercial? A really good commercial. Yeah. <laughs> or wherever you, or wherever your podcast may be sold. I don't know what the hell the line would be, but... Yeah. Find them at your local Walgreens or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While supplies last. <laughs> Lots of okay. All right. Uh let's let's start getting into these rankings here. What I want to do, I want to at least uh touch on maybe the oh. top fifteen to twenty wide receivers. We're not going to sit here and debate the difference between Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, although you do have Brown one and I have Hopkins one. Um that stuff can be debated for splitting years hairs. and splitting hairs. Exactly. So what I want to do, I want to kind of go down the list here a little bit and just okay. find just find a little bit of a uh, maybe difference in rankings to help out mm. our listeners. Okay. Okay. Hit me with it. All right. Uh, one thing is that I found really interesting. Um, I think because we talk, we talk too much, we, our opinions start meshing together. But Michael Thomas, for both of us, is a third highest ranked wide receiver for the year. And this is, um, let's just call the standard. And, uh, if, if PPR, if we need to talk about PPR, I'll mention it, but at least in standard, Michael Thomas, third ranked fantasy football wide receiver. Um, what are your thoughts behind it? I have kind of my thoughts. Uh, did I sway you or did you sway me? What's going on with this? Cause not many people have Michael Thomas in the top three. Season one, we're talking about 92 catches, 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. Season two, we saw his targets even go up again in season two. The only thing that was a little bit down were the touchdowns, but we saw more targets, more yards, uh, same amount of yards per reception, uh, 1,245 yards, but we had less touchdowns. I think that had a little bit to do with the Saints um, finding their rhythm with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Um, especially in that red zone where a lot of production came through their ground game. But I, I see them kind of reverting a little bit back to 
Michael Thomas, again, in that red zone for some of these, especially with Mark Ingram being suspended a few games. I love Michael Thomas this year again. I think he's just so consistent. You're going to get, again, another season of 100 catches, 1,200 to 1,300 yards, and I think you bump up that touchdown number a lot from last year from five up to seven to nine again this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at guys last year. Um you know, that were ranked ahead of him, guys like Marvin Jones and Tyreek Hill, uh, even Keenan Allen, you know, those guys, they had a good slew of games, uh, you know, a couple, you know, multi-touchdown games. I don't think that that stays, so you can kind of bump Michael Thomas up above those guys. Michael Thomas finished around eight in uh, in in standard leagues. So, uh, yeah, you can, I would say bump Michael Thomas up above a lot of those guys, including the touchdowns will come back. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're, I think seven is the low end for his touchdowns this year. And I, I honestly believe in a nice, healthy, um, I, I don't want to say bounce back cause he was great last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice, healthy, uh, positive, uh, trend lined for Michael Thomas this year. I agree. I agree. What I look at, you know, because touchdowns can vary from year to year with with a receiver like this. You got to look at those targets. You got to look at the receptions. Got to look at the yards. Those are all trending the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, good year in store for 2018 for Michael Thomas. Yep. Uh, one guy that I am not crazy about our twelfth our twelfth man that sounded weird our twelfth um, ranked consensus wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. I am at 14, but you have him at 7. I'll tell you why I have him at 14. Yep. Look, he finished among the top 10 last year with Tom Brady. And I understand maybe he wasn't utilized as well as we were thinking in the preseason, but he still had over 110 targets and 65 catches, over 1,000 yards and 7 touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to hit that, get that, the, yeah. the same thing we're talking about, Michael Thomas. I think it's almost opposite. With, that, with the, Jared Goff. Yeah, those touchdowns, those seven touchdowns are probably going to regress a little bit. And, I don't know about the touchdowns regressing. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Brandon Cooks is such an uber productive sure. wide receiver. Yeah, he is. Right. We're talking about 114 targets is not a crazy amount, but he, he managed to get an, another 1,000-yard season. Another, you know, at least seven touchdown season off of that. I don't, here's the thing. Right now, I don't, I can, I'm okay with where you have him. And he's probably going to go down a little bit for me. But the reason I have him ranked here right now is by the end of the season, I think he's a wide receiver one. The The thing is, he's a frustrating wide receiver one is the only difference for me because he's going to be very boom bust for you. You're not going to know when you're going to get it. You're going to all year production in four weeks. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the year, the stats, I think he's going to be a wide receiver one again. Unless you have a a year where a lot of wide receivers explode. Last year was a kind of a weak year for wide receivers where, you know, he was a top 10 wide receiver with a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. Um, But I think he's exactly in that range again this year. Yeah. Even with Jared Goff, I don't think Jared Goff is a worse deep ball thrower than Tom Brady is. I know Tom Brady is, you know, the GOAT, but he's not great with the deep ball at this stage in his career. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't think Tom Brady is great, but he's still a good deep ball thrower. No, I, I he's think, one of the worst deep ball throwers in the league. I think and that – Just want to throw that out there. Cooper Cup is, is going to emerge – as a big target and a guy. You think Cooper Cup's going to have a better season than Brandon Cooks this year? I think it hurts Brandon Cooks' value is what I'm trying to say. Okay, because I was so ready to do it. <laughs> right now. I think Cooper Cup's going to grab a ton of red zone opportunities. And then... But do you think Cooper Cup is going to have a better season than Brandon Cooks this year? No. It's going to be close. All right. I think it'll be close. That's fair. Um, as close as... Dean Lennon Diggs, probably not, but yeah, I think it's going to be close. Because right. uh, I see, I think a lot of people see Brandon Cooks coming in, and they saw what happened with Sammy Watkins last year not being that productive, and they say, okay, well, here it goes again. And my retort to that is Brandon Cooks is a much 
much better player than Sammy Watkins is. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yes. All right. Uh, I just mentioned, by the way, if you guys want to kind of follow along or if you want to check it after you listen to this podcast, eatsleepfantasy.com slash rankings. Just go to our page and click the rankings button. Uh, and you can see all our rankings and consensus and everything. By the way, why does Cooks keep getting traded for a first-round pick? Yeah. <laughs> it's always the same deal. Yeah, it is. All right, so I mentioned Diggs and Thielen. I kind of want to talk about these guys. I have Thielen ranked way ahead as than you. Oh, I want to say way. I have Thielen at 10. You have him at 16. Uh, I was at 24. Right. I have Thielen above Diggs. You have Diggs above Thielen. So this is kind of worth at least talking about. Thielen is 15 in our rankings and Diggs is 16. Uh, probably because I... Anyways. I firmly believe Adam Thielen, after his season last year, uh, 143 targets, over 1,200 yards, four touchdowns. I, I'm kind of expecting somewhere around the same stat line, to be honest with you. Do you really think the 142 targets is going to be – 142 is my, my source, by the way. You said 143. I have 143. Um, yeah, fuck your source. <laughs> They're off by one. Um, 142. Two targets for Thielen. You don't think that comes down a little bit if Diggs can actually play the full season? Uh, That's a big if. I know it's yeah. a huge if, if he can actually play the full season, because three years we got in 13, 13, and 14. Right. Yeah, Diggs will not play a full season. Let's not even assume that. He just, he won't. Um, by the way, can we make a meme that says, with Dave Chappelle saying, fuck your source? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Took me a second to process that, but yeah. Anyways, uh, just let's just swap couch for source. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I mean, I know Diggs With had other fantasy names crossed out. Never mind. <laughs> Diggs. Fuck your source. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stomping. <laughs> Fuck your source. <laughs> hmm. Uh, All right. So Thielen did have a couple big games that adjusted his overall fantasy production because he had a couple of really shitty games. Week 15, he had 30 yards. Um, week 5, he had 34 yards. So I get that. And then he had a couple big boom games, 166. Well, that's that's kind of what happens when you have two, when you have 1A, 1B receivers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be one receiver's game. Sometimes it's going to be the others. Right, right. So. Uh, so I guess the the biggest change here is obviously the quarterback play. I I I believe in Kirk Cousins I do too. as a solid NFL quarterback. I do too. Top half, uh, top ten NFL quarterback. I do too. Um, I like and Kirk Cousins. So I I I bumped both of these guys up. They're both top fifteen wide receivers. I like them both a lot. Um, I hate that in our in our league of record I can't. Uh, keep all my wide receivers because I got to got to dump several guys now. Yeah. All the guys we just talked about. Yeah. I dump Thomas, I got to dump Diggs. I'm feeling sad. Yeah. Who's your who's going to be your keeper wide receiver? Antonio Brown. Oh yeah. That's right. All right. So, anyways, the reason I won that championship, man. You sold your soul to the devil. Exactly. <laughs> and- Wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, you know, I'm not very high on Diggs just because I don't think he's going to play. Are you high on pot news? <laughs> well, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> You're not going to put the drop in, are you? No, no. The drop's coming in the season. So much. When we start season three, we will begin with drops. Anyways, Diggs is lot. not going to play the full season, and I have him ranked as such. So, um, if he was playing the full season, he would be ranked a little higher, but he's not. He's still a top 24 wide receiver. So when your projections come out in the draft kit, your projections will not say Stefan Diggs 16 games. They'll say what? Stefan Diggs 13 oh, games. 13. 13 games. Yeah. Gotcha. I think I think it's I think 13 is pretty fair for him. So over under Stefan Diggs 12 and a half games you're taking the over? Mm. If I were a bet man, I'd take the under. Oh. Just, I, you want to make that an eat bet? No. 
No, that's a tough one, man. I told, you, to I told you 13, and you gave me 12 and a half. Man, Jesus. It's, <laughs> we're trying to get back into the stride of eat, yeah. sleep, fantasy. Yeah, I know. Here. I know, I know. We need to make some eat bets. Okay. All right. How about this? Um, All right. Brandon Cooks over Cooper Cup. All right. <laughs> How about this? There you go. Eat bet. I'd take... Um, no, I'm not. How about... Uh, okay, I got a question for you. I got this question earlier on our Facebook group. Um... Stefan Diggs or AJ Green? Um, format doesn't matter. I think does it. Stefan Diggs, AJ uh, Green. You're taking AJ Green, uh, right? I'm taking AJ Green. Right. Um, how about Dynasty? Um, still probably taking AJ Green. Yeah, me too. Stefan Diggs is a little bit younger, but uh, AJ Green could still play three or four more years, I think. And be very productive for your fantasy team, but uh, I don't anyways. think it's that far off with the quarterback changes, though. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, man, okay. You really you like Stefan Diggs? You don't? You think it's there's a huge gap? Uh, yes, I, I do. AJ Green is like wide receiver in re, in redraft. Mm-hmm. There is a huge draft, yeah, and there okay. is a huge gap in in redraft in dynasty. It gets a little closer because of age. Okay, so in redraft, let's see where do I have AJ Green because this is. Uh... Can your mouse get any louder? By the way. Well, I'm trying to see where I have AJ Green. I got AJ Green. Yeah, they're they're ten spots apart. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Uh, Doug Baldwin or AJ Green? I mean, Doug Baldwin or stuff on digs for you. They are back-to-back in my rankings. I know. So let's bet. I'll take Baldwin Baldwin over Diggs. I, I have it ranked that way. Are you going to stick to it, or do you want to bet me? By one spot, I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> Could I, if you did it the other way around, like, do you want to take... I'll take uh, Diggs over Allen Robinson. Mm. Okay. We're trying too hard to find a bet here. Yeah. Yeah, let's, we are. Let's let it happen naturally. Okay. We're not in the flow of things, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... Breaking news, Capitals win their first Stanley Cup final. Okay. Yeah, who cares? Uh, There's plenty of our uh, listeners that care, but this is our our fantasy show. (laughs) Where we have uh, Eat Sleep Hockey. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Maybe maybe Nick can run that. So. And uh, Clayton. Yeah. Uh, the last guy that I want to talk about, and he is our consensus number twenty overall, number twenty wide receiver. I am not good at doing this. Number twenty wide receiver for easy fantasy. I can guarantee I know who you're going with. Guess, Josh Gordon. Yep, Josh Gordon. Yep. You have him as at twenty nine. I have him at seventeen. Right. WTF. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry. I don't know why I just said WTF. That was really bad. For, yeah, I don't understand why you suddenly reverted to being a 13-year-old teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. I, should I don't know. I don't know why. Don't say, why did it? Why? I could have just said Josh Gordon. Let's talk about it. Like men. It's the yeah. same WTF. Right. Uh, I feel like an idiot right now. Anyways. Uh, that's okay. So It's fine, man. Josh Gordon, I understand. A lot of mouths to feed. And uh, not a good, um, there's not a, you have the food, but you don't have the fork, you know? You have the soup, but you don't have the spoon. I don't understand. <laughs> yes, you do. You know, no, it's I like, don't. you have, you have the fries, but you don't, you don't have the ketchup. Still don't understand. <laughs> you have. For the- our listeners that don't, uh, I- I'm going to explain the joke for once because I, we have a lot of. <laughs> I'm just assuming that this season, just based on looking at the analytics, we've got a lot of a lot of new. Oh my God, a lot of new listeners. Sure. So um, I'm just going to describe to you guys. I'm fat. So the joke there is, I'm fat. I don't understand that uh, having the food without the fork <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> so it's not a problem. Just eat it. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I'm going to explain jokes at the beginning for you guys. After a while, there's just going to be dead silence. I'm going to hope you get it and yeah. get the show. But um, I'm going to help you out during the summer, and then in season, you're going to help me out with that. 
All right. Uh, listener. John- I'm talking to you, specific listener. John in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yep. Um, no. Is there a St. Cloud in Minnesota? St. <laughs> Paul. St. Paul? Mm-hmm. Where's St. Cloud? Florida. Why did I just mix it? What? Is there a St. Cloud? Um, okay, there might be a St. Cloud in Minnesota. There definitely is a St. Paul, though. Because I think that's I the capital. I typed in St. Cloud right now, and two things that come up are Florida and Minnesota. Really? Yeah. What is, what do, what's the capital of uh, Minnesota? Uh, capital of Minnesota. St. Paul? Uh, yeah. Is it? Did you really look it up, or are you just... Oh, man. I thought you were on Google. I, Can't you just type in capital of Minnesota? It's St. Paul. I just okay. told you that. Okay. I thought. Well, I thought you were just agreeing with me. Anyways. No. People think it's Minneapolis, Minneapolis but it's St. Paul. Yeah, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Population 68,000. Yeah. Okay. Josh Gordon is ranked ahead of Jarvis Landry for me. Jarvis Landry is ranked ahead of... Josh Gordon for you. <laughs> Do you think there's a John in St. Cloud, Minnesota listening right now? And he's like, holy shit, they said my <laughs> name on the pod. That would be good. John, if you're uh, listening, um, <laughs> let us know that you are from St. Paul or St. Cloud. <laughs> um, anyways, so Josh Gordon, I like him a little bit better than Jarvis Landry just because I think he um, – what was the last time Josh Gordon was good? Last year. Oh. Did, uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was pretty good. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I will legit fight you, man. I'm not kidding. Why do we do this every year with Josh Gordon? Uh, you know, I mean, he only played five games, but the five games he played, he was targeted plenty of times. 18 times, okay. No, I'm sorry. No. That's receptions. That's yeah, receptions. Geez. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, he had over okay. 10 targets a couple games. He <laughs> did Did you see his catch rate, though? Yeah. I mean, the... <laughs> 42 targets, 18 receptions. <laughs> yeah, he was targeted a lot, and that's what matters. Okay, fine. That's fair. Okay. All right. Listen, he, he has the opportunity to be productive. But again, how productive are you going to be in this Browns offense? I think most of the targets actually go to the more reliable wide receiver. I don't necessarily think Jarvis Landry is the better wide receiver um, in terms of like their uh, eliteness, but I think Jarvis Landry is clearly to me the more well-rounded wide receiver. He's the guy, if you need that catch on that third down, I'm definitely not throwing it to Josh Gordon, and I'm throwing it to Jarvis Landry. Yeah, but okay. If you're down by 21 in the third quarter, no, well, I, I, I Are guess you just it's assuming that's going to be the Browns' role this year. No, I'm not. That okay. that was a bad assumption because I think they are going to be better than the previous years. But still, um, I don't know. I think those short yardage downs. Listen, he wasn't could be stolen by Duke Johnson. Yards maybe? game last year in the five games that he played. That's fine if you can get touchdowns. He played. He got one touchdown in those five games. Sure. So, um, Josh Gordon, end of the year, I think does is close to a wide receiver, too, but doesn't crack it. And I think Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver, too. Um, and that's why I have it ranked that way. Josh Gordon was elite three years ago. Four years ago. Well, three, se- five years three ago. seasons ago. Oh, no, no, you're Force. right. You're right. I'm sorry. Four seasons ago, yeah, five yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's not that long in football terms. Um, I saw a great tweet. Oh, man. Oh, I want to attribute it to the right person. A great tweet that just posted who were the, um, the, the fantasy running backs that were relevant. The top 12. It was the top 12 fantasy running backs the last time that Josh Gordon was good, which was five years ago, four seasons ago. Um, if you give me just a second, okay, it was uh Nate Hamilton. Do you get you familiar with who that yes. is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> I'll give you the top twelve running backs that season: Jamal Charles, Lashawn McCoy. Okay, so you got one one person there that mm-hmm. 
still relevant. Matt Forte, no Sean Moreno, Marshawn Lynch, DeMarco Murray, Eddie Lacy, Chris Johnson, <laughs> Adrian Peterson, Reggie Bush, Fred Jackson, and Ryan Matthews. That's crazy. That's good. That's so crazy. there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, because we're talking about wide receivers, let me just go down the list really quick. Um, I'll I'll tell you our top twenty, and again, you can go on our site if you want to know more. But I'll just kind of rattle them off really quick, so you guys have an idea of what our rankings look like. Tony Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Odell Beckham, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, which I'll talk more about this offseason because I really like Devontae Adams, T.Y. Hilton, we'll talk about him, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, Doug Baldwin. Alshon Jeffrey, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Larry Fitzgerald, and Josh Gordon are our top 20 wide receivers as of today. Um, or you could just visit EastleyFantasy.com and check that out. Yeah. I mean, By the way, what? if you want to help, up, help out our show, there's one very easy very quick way you can do so you can head on over to itunes or wherever else you listen to your podcast if you just do it on the podcast app on apple you do it on stitcher google play wherever you're listening to us just drop us a five-star review we would greatly appreciate it if for some reason you want to uh shout out things that you want us to improve please don't do it on on the review (laughs) just send us an email no legitimately if you if there's things that you want to ask us uh if you have questions that you want answered on our show contact at eatsleepfantasy.com how about this the next review the next five-star review that i see on itunes and i think it takes a day or two to um, populate the process let's give away a free draft kit. Of course you are. Of course. <laughs> Let's just do it. Can you just do the free $5 membership, <laughs> not the fucking... My God. Look, we're going to give away a $30 draft kit for free to the next person who gives us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, you have to screen... It has to be a new one. If you already did it, yeah, I'm sure you already got some kind of giveaway. Um, but if it's a new one, screenshot it. When it comes to iTunes, when we see it, I'll give you a code to for send a free it to our email contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. Yeah, yeah. Next one, and I'm sure there's going to be a few. So the first person that does it gets it. So uh, stay tuned, and I will I will email you back and let you know what lot if you got it or not. Fair enough. Fair enough, Dale. Are you still doing uh, best ball leagues on draft? Yeah, buddy. Uh, it's fun, man. Uh, I I invite everybody who's following me, ESF Dale, on draft. Um, if you uh, if you use our promo code and you want to join us on draft over the off season, probably doing a couple of these a week. Yep. Um, you could use our promo code Eastly Fantasy. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Eastly, Eastly Fantasy. Fantasy on the draft app, and we can. Uh, you can join us there, and we can play some best ball leagues. Yep, I'm ESF Dale. If you already signed in, just follow me, ESF Dale, and uh, I'll make sure to follow you back so I can invite you to the best ball stuff. So, yep, All ESF right. Brito for me. So, yeah, easy enough. All right, guys. For Dale, Christian, you're the one that signs out the show. Oh, fuck, <laughs> for Christian Brito, my name is Dale. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Later. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.